Hello everyone, welcome back to Cloud Tech Talks, your go-to cloud podcast from Amadeus Technologies. This is Sindhupriya, Marketing and Alliances Executive, the host for today's episode. I know you all are waiting for the part 2 of the previous episode on topic is cloud really cost effective with Satanshu from Deloitte. Let's continue from where we have left. So Satanshu so this entire cloud migration process in order to make this as a cost effective solution it's not just with one department is it so it it, it needs a transformation throughout the organization is it not so how do different parts of the organization look at cloud cost effectiveness? Because the context differs for each department, isn't it? Yep, no, that's that's a very fair call out. Uh, what I would say is changing technology is easy, but changing people is difficult, right? And inherently, point. <laughs> and inherently, I mean, uh, we as human beings are resistant to change. So, uh, and that is where I mean, each stakeholder that you deal with in organization is going to look at cloud from a different lens. So th- there is a CIO who has the mandate of driving the cloud program in the organization, but the business units are not bought into that. So they are uh, happy managing their applications the way they are. Uh, they would resist a change to cloud they wouldn't have bought into the value of cloud and that is where when you think of i would say uh, i think most of us would have heard of finops right Mm -hmm. Uh, how that changes the entire costing profile the way budgeting and procurement happens in the cloud world and how that shifts the responsibility from a central function to a specific business unit Uh, and as a result of which the lens through which everyone looks at cloud and the cost effectiveness changes. So in, in the pre-cloud world, you had a central functional procurement team. You had a yearly budget of procuring a certain amount of hardware, a certain number of servers, and that happens once or twice a year. Now, as soon yeah. as you look at moving to cloud, mm-hmm. uh, you have a FinOps, you have developers who can just create resources at will, and you have functions like showback. So your business unit will have a bill coming to them if you have a showback and a chargeback implemented, which tells them, hey, your team members use these many resources uh, in the last month and you are supposed to pay for it, right? So that gives them a lot of power. Uh, whether they're ready for that or not, that is what drives how effectively they can drive the cost optimization, cost management on cloud. Uh, okay. I think as, as the saying goes right i don't know how many of us have seen uh batman i am a fan of the batman uh, movie franchise okay. it says with with great power comes great responsibility right and uh, sure. when when they get the power uh they will have additional responsibility of managing this technology uh each bu will have a mix of legacy and modern technology application portfolio so if i think of say maybe maybe a bank that I worked with in the past, they were looking at digitizing a lot of their processes. And uh, okay. there were separate groups in, in that bank. So some groups were very uh, adaptive. They were receptive of this change. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were the first movers of moving a lot of their applications to cloud, while the other group, which was on the mainframe platform, okay. uh, they were not really ready, right? And uh, we had resistance from the organization mm-hmm. even to 
get the application there was workshops done defining the target state for cloud and it was really a push versus a pull of moving to cloud so it's difficult for us to drive some of these teams to understand cloud's value and then have them manage own some of these cloud spend which is one of the key principles of finops yeah and i think and this is how i would say the cost profile the lens looking at cloud changes depending on each department's point of view the kind of people that we are dealing with and and their own history uh, with technology yeah so even i came across this recent finops foundation report still the number one challenge uh, in uh, bringing cost optimization is empowering the engineers and making them understand so this is actually yeah. the need so it still stands on top of it so as you rightly pointed out resistance it needs to change it will it might take some time but it has to happen in order to keep the business growing okay so uh, we were talking about this uh, cost finops tools and all earlier you also pointed out so uh, how about this multi cloud approach sitanj any organizations are welcoming it what do you think uh, about it yeah no i think uh, you are you are right and maybe that's divide this into two hybrid cloud and multi cloud mm -hmm. so a uh, hybrid as as a state is is true for almost 80% organizations right uh, there are startups there are new age companies who are either born on cloud and have been on cloud i would say uh, for most of their applications but clients who have migrated to cloud like who are running on legacy platforms and have moved mm -hmm. uh, invariably have some workloads running on the data center or on sql okay. location uh, data center locations uh in a hybrid world i would say how do you manage the spend becomes uh, challenging because there are some native cloud level capabilities that you get around managing the spend uh, yeah. making the ownership realized by different mm -hmm. bus through the way of say tagging resources are not available on the data center so okay. in a hybrid cloud world i think it it becomes all the more challenging uh, for you to first of all reconcile the spend to okay uh, the last dollar the last penny in terms of who is spending what and then creating measures creating policies that apply across your on premise as well as the cloud right uh, and it needs i would say a specific detailed focus that's where i think i at least recommend a lot, to a lot of my clients having mm -hmm. a dedicated finops function and as a part of that function also have one of the stakeholders from the older data center group because they understand the data center business well, well but you will okay. de definitely have some uh, representation on, of that group within the finops although finops is inherently supposed to manage cloud you mm -hmm. should have one representation from that body uh, for you to able able to manage the hybrid cloud better okay. now and let's talk about multi cloud now so multi cloud in mm -hmm. in my head is is having your presence across different public cloud providers right so you have yeah. some workloads on on aws some on azure mm. um yeah some on gcp, GCP. Uh, so on and so forth right uh i would say in in the context of cost effectiveness mm -hmm. the primary reason a lot of clients think of multi cloud is to avoid the lock in right they are always vendor lock in yeah vendor lock in they're always concerned like maybe for today if i am giving a lot of uh, volume to one mm -hmm. of the cloud providers they'll give me deep discounts and yeah. uh, 
I might also end up using some of the platform as a service uh, options from the cloud provider, which which gives uh, creates a heavier vendor locking, I would say, mm-hmm. difficult to get out of. And tomorrow, next year, if they decide to increase the price, then mm-hmm. I'll be stuck. And again, okay. end up creating a migration bubble, which mm-hmm. will uh, ask me to move from that cloud to a different cloud. And different cloud, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, uh, uh, defeats the purpose of moving okay. to cloud. So multi-cloud, I think, is definitely a good idea. Uh, different cloud providers have different options, right, that are available mm-hmm. on cloud. Uh, they have different, I would say, resiliency options, disaster recovery options, uh, functionality options. I, I would think whenever we think about, say, analytics or data, mm-hmm. uh, the cloud that comes to mind is Google, right? They are kind of the leaders okay. in this space. Yeah. Uh, if if you think about uh, having Microsoft Azure, and if you are a Microsoft shop, mm-hmm. then you would end up using benefits like hybrid cloud. Uh, sorry, my my bad. Hybrid uh, benefits of licensing. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, these kind of examples uh, options cre- uh, makes multi cloud a good strategy for you to diversify your risk, and also use the best available options to have the most cost-effective cloud footprint that you can have as an organization. All right. So that's great to know, uh, Sitanshu. So Sitanshu, what do you think uh, the enterprises should look at the cloud service providers for bringing this cost-effectiveness? You already pointed out that making use of the funds like MAP, ECIF, and uh, making use of the discounts, the vendor lock-in is still there, but still, what are the other tangible benefits that the enterprises can look at the cloud service providers? Uh, okay, yeah, so I, I would say when you think of a cloud provider and what I've seen with my clients is mm-hmm. uh, they would always have a primary choice. So there'll always be a cloud service provider that they want to go with for most of their applications and workloads. So there'll be a there'll always be a 70-80% inclination of using a cloud provider, which is mm-hmm. providing them the highest amount of discounts at that point in time. And that okay. is where they start with. Some organizations who are, I would say, more forward thinking will start off with the multi-cloud, but a lot of them think of multi-cloud uh, over a period of time. Yeah. Now, and uh, when these decisions are made, they are primarily based uh, on the volume discounts that these cloud providers uh, are able to provide to them at, at the time of buying the cloud. And, and you mentioned MAP, CIF, they also play into uh, play a role in terms of uh, deflating the okay. migration cost. Okay. But in, in addition to that, right, uh, I would say the key aspect that drives uh, companies to decide the cloud provider and mm-hmm. look at the cost effective solution is, is the type of application. So okay. I would think uh, like if you have a Oracle based application, say Oracle EFS, Mm-hmm. Or at times you have, say, SAP applications using Oracle okay. as the backend database. Oracle Cloud, which is OCI, has the best value okay. proposition. And they are, they are very uh, strong push in getting all these kind of workloads to the Oracle Cloud. So for mm-hmm. such applications, they work the best on Oracle Cloud. You get support from Oracle, who is the product vendor. The enterprise agreement that you have with Oracle can also be seamlessly transferred. Okay. And as a result of that, you end up spending less amount of money on overall basis when you think okay. of the migration plus the support, right? 
mm-hmm. sec- second i would say the mix of options that you get from different cloud providers so okay um, I-, i would say in terms of different purchasing options that a cloud has aws has the best proposition so it it has multiple options that you can choose from you have you have reserved instances versus saving plans you mm-hmm. have multiple options within reserved instances so you have convertible reserved instances you have preemptible instances you have spot instances right uh, then uh, you have options to use other cloud native services which is over and beyond ias and mm-hmm. when you have applications that can make the best use of different purchasing options you might mm-hmm. want to think of say going to aws right i okay. would maybe quote an example of of a client that i worked with they they had a specific application that okay. needs 20 times of a specific uh, compute power for one month okay. on, during the year okay. mm-hmm. right and uh, for them a convertible reserved instance worked out the best because okay. they wanted something for a month and then mm-hmm. the rest of the period they wanted 20 times less compute power so yeah they made use of uh, aws and and that worked out the best so it, it's i would say an overall value proposition around cost different options that you have and what is your need uh, what is your technology and again look at the total cost of ownership of migrating of the support and of the usability of the application as an accordingly decide uh, what works the best for you that's great so you have just dropped golden nuggets the danshu i would say so all right thank you sutanshu for your valuable time and thoughts uh, amidst your busy schedule uh, thank you so much listeners hope you have marked down all the tips and tricks that uh, sutanshu has listed out uh, so far in this episode with this may mark the end of today's episode uh, thank you so much sutanshu what do you would you like to say about this cloud tech talks and uh, uh, and to the listeners uh i would say it was a great discussion sindhu uh, you had some very relevant questions so it it was a great discussion and i think it's a great initiative you guys have started around this cloud tech talks uh, i would say a lot of practitioners will be interested to listen to these topics and i would look forward to all the other discussions that you might have in the future Thank you. That's so sweet of you, Satanshu. Thank you so much. And with this, uh, we have come to the end of today's episode. Do write to us your cloud challenges at info at the rate of amdisglobal.com. We'll make sure that it is addressed in our upcoming episodes. Till then, bye-bye. Let's catch up soon. Enjoy your cloud journey. Thank you. Thank you.